Welcome to the Pinocchio Project. I'm your host, Mitch Friedman. Ideas have consequences, and every day you're exposed to ideas that promise human flourishing. Our mission here on the Pinocchio Project is to equip you to examine these everyday ideas so that you can determine for yourself whether or not they deliver on their promises. Welcome to the Pinocchio Project. I'm your host, Mitch Friedman. And this episode will be the final episode of season three of the Pinocchio Project. Three seasons, my goodness. Who'd have thunk it way back in April of 2022? But based on uh, your interest in consuming this product and my desire to keep uh, evaluating ideas that promise flourishing uh, through a biblical lens, uh, we will continue. So what we're going to do here, I'm recording this right at the end of May. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a break for June, family vacations. I'm sure you all have some vacations lined up. Happy summer. And then we will resume afresh and anew with all of the energy that Pinocchio Project can muster in July. And so today I've titled this episode, episode The Cornerstone of Adulting. The Cornerstone of Adulting. Uh, if you're interested in grammar and new words entering the cultural imagination, you'll know that adulting is now a verb <laughs> that's been in play for just a few years, and it means the act of being an adult. And uh, also in our uh, common lexicon over the past few years has come a term failure to launch, uh, which indicates a desire to not enter into adulting for people who should actually already be adults, uh, should move through adolescence and into adulthood. Adulthood is something that we commonly understand as a time of life where you're willing to work hard, to start understanding what it means to live for the benefit of others, to be a, a productive member of a family, a productive member of a community, and a sacrificial productive member of a society at large. And so I've titled this message, as I said, The Cornerstone of Adulting. And, and I want to use the framework of two different words uh, that have to do with a building or a structure. A cornerstone, which we've mentioned, is that very first placement of an, an integral move that is set, a, that, that all the other foundational pieces are aligned to. So a cornerstone is something that sets the proper orientation for the entire foundation upon which the structure will be uh, not just functional, but be absolutely effective and satisfying. A building without a cornerstone has a foundation that can't be trusted. And so a cornerstone, when we talk about it in adulting sense, I want to propose that the cornerstone of a successful life is uh, in our community and society uh, known as the marriage arrangement. Uh, the other term I'm going to use is capstone. And a capstone is something that's put on top of an already constructed building or structure. And it is sort of the pinnacle or the, uh, the add-on. It is the final piece that now is set on top of something that's already functional and allegedly satisfying. And so I want to use those two terms, cornerstone and capstone, as regards the marriage arrangement 
in society. Uh, there was a report that came out in 2022. We'll link it in our show notes. It's called The State of Our Unions. And uh, what the, uh, the study or survey measured was the quality of life perceived by people who entered into a cornerstone marriage. And a cornerstone marriage is defined as a marriage that was entered into relatively early by two young adults uh, who decided that marriage was a first essential move for their quality of life as adults and their necessary sacrificial living toward being productive members of a family and a uh, community and society. Not that all those things were arranged, but they were willing to say, hey, we need to be married. I, I want to begin this arrangement early in life and we will figure out how the building is to be constructed, the arrangement of our lives and the, the necessary components of successful living from this cornerstone marriage of our union together. A capstone marriage is defined as a marriage that is an add-on or a final piece to an adult life that's already, quote unquote, been constructed. Uh, all the right education, the right vocation, the right experiences, the uh, uh, the right financial posture, whether it's savings or income or a combination of both. So a, a, a capstone marriage is defined as something that's put on top of an already functional adult life. And the uh, State of Our Union survey uh, measured the, the satisfaction of couples who had been arranged now in a cornerstone way at the beginning of their adult life and, and couples that had put marriage, uh, delayed it until they could put it on top of what they considered a necessary arrangement uh, of their adult lives, whether it be, again, education or vocation, uh, experiences that they had uh, individually so that they could, quote unquote, be ready for marriage. And what the survey found, interestingly, I would say it's predictable from a biblical worldview perspective, is for the most part, adults that had entered into early a cornerstone arrangement that they built their life on their marriage, uh, in most categories, were more satisfied uh, with their marriage than adults who had waited to put marriage on top of their already constructed life. And there's, I think there's really good uh, reasons for understanding that. Uh, just consider the fact that overall in Western culture, uh, we have been living uh, selfish, self-centered, sensate lives uh, based on how we've been conditioned over the past many decades uh, from ideas rooted hundreds of years ago about what it means to be a self, what it means to be autonomous. And so what's, what happens is uh, adults, as they move through adolescence, which is really a Western term there throughout history, there's really no evidence of someone being called an adolescent. That's uh, just basically uh, you're, a, you're a child, uh, you're a teenager, and when you're old enough to work and produce and contribute to the household and society, then you're an adult. Uh, so uh, the, the understanding of uh, where we are, where most couples are considering a capstone philosophy of marriage, and waiting longer and longer and longer to get married, uh, we see that that is the product of a move from a more selfless and sacrificial way of seeing my life and necessary investment uh, to a more selfish way 
uh, in a self-centered uh, understanding that I need to build all these things for myself and experience all these adventures. And from a sexual uh, revolution perspective, uh, the things that promise freedom sexually that actually we know bring enslavement. I need to have as many sexual experiences as I can, and I'm open to those. So therefore, I delay marriage, which confines me, quote unquote, to one, one sexual partner uh, for, the, for the balance of my life. Uh, that's frightening to a selfish mind, especially as that mind is conditioned to experiencing uh, gratification of sexual desire at will. And the longer that we delay uh, binding ourselves to one person uh, and have more sexual experiences, the more difficult it is to actually, in a capstone marriage, uh, be satisfied with uh, that one partner. And that's one thing that the uh, survey, the State of Our Unions, uh, showed very clearly that uh, couples that were in cornerstone marriages uh, indicated a far more satisfying uh, sex life uh, with their one partner than did capstone marriages who had just by implication uh, experienced uh, several or many, many uh, relationships sexually during the course of their adult life as they prepared to put this capstone of marriage on top of their adult life. And so I think from a biblical worldview perspective, what we understand is that God actually knows what he's talking about. Uh, the, the arrangement of a cornerstone marriage is something where I, I do understand that my role as an adult is to help form the next generation of healthy, flourishing life. Uh, so I have a family. Uh, I have a sacrificial commitment to my spouse. I have a sacrificial commitment to my children. My role as an adult is not to experience and gain and acquire for myself, but to actually live for the benefit of those people in my life so that those people in my life understand that my commitment makes them secure and they carry that same commitment. My children carry that same commitment into their lives and that, 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 that thinking is embedded in them that my role as an adult is not to build my life first for my purposes and then be quote unquote ready to, to live sacrificially for someone else. That's actually nonsensical. If I live a, a, a big chunk of my adult life where I have income and I have opportunities and, and I have experiences uh, that are just geared toward my own satisfaction, it's kind of ludicrous to think that after many years or maybe even a decade or more of living in that selfish mindset that some suddenly I'm going to be able to flip the switch and live sacrificially for the benefit of others and confine myself uh, to the slavery of only having one sexual partner uh, for the balance of my life. So we see in this study the state of the unions, the state of our unions, and we'll link it, I said in the show notes. Uh, it's, it's, it's obvious that capstone marriages show far less satisfaction in most categories uh, for, the, for those partners, that married couple, those married couples, than does the uh, satisfaction in a cornerstone marriage. Uh, it, it makes really good sense. Uh, there's, uh, there's really not much way to debate it. And what I want to talk to the church about for just a minute is... Uh, really in the form of a question. Uh, how do we talk to our young adults about 
the prospect of their marriages. Uh, do we, just by conditioning, continue to play the, the game that's been uh, the cultural air we breathe, where maybe a young adult would say, I know I'm only 20 and I'm not finished with college yet, but I, I really sense that God wants me to, to move into a marriage with this particular person that I've known, that I've trusted, and it's, it seems that we are the proper candidates for an integrated one flesh life together. I know I'm only 20. Do we respond with, oh, wow, that's just so young. And you have, you have so much you need to accomplish uh, before you make that move. You need to go ahead and finish college and make sure you get settled in your career and, and have all the right underpinnings and support or the, uh, the, 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 the building integrity of your life before you make that move. So that kind of conversation is indicative of a capstone suggestion. Uh, and I'm afraid that we're pretty much conditioned culturally to default to a capstone understanding of marriage, which again, if you just look at the, at the data, uh, shows a far less satisfied uh, arrangement uh, for a married couple, which far less satisfied over time could lead to uh, infidelity and dissolution of the marriage. And so, uh, church, we need to have a proper framework uh, of what it means to live counterculturally in all areas, but particularly at a time where marriage is being dismissed as irrelevant and maybe cohabitation is suggested. Let me just pause and let you know that uh, the data is clear. Cohabitation before marriage does not indicate a successful marriage long-term. As a matter of fact, the indicators are that it is actually a detriment to long-term marriage. A lack of commitment on the front end uh, does typically not change uh, over time, even with the installment of a wedding ceremony. Uh, a lack of commitment and cohabitation uh, does not indicate a successful marriage long-term. The data is clear. Uh, there's obviously exceptions. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, talk about the cornerstone of adulting and from a biblical perspective, uh, the proper cornerstone of adulting when, it, when you talk about the marriage arrangement is to consider a cornerstone where I lay the cornerstone of my marriage and commitment to one person. We figure life out together. Did you know that the most of the joy, I've been married 35 years, most of the joy in marriage comes from looking back at, at the times where my wife and I didn't have it all figured out and we, we had challenges and struggles. We didn't have everything already all arranged for us. We didn't have adult lives that were structurally integrated and we'd already sown our wild oats necessarily. See, that's one of the, th that's one of the, uh, uh, the things that, that is necessary experientially for someone considering that I need to wait and have a capstone is I need to sow my wild oats. I know that's a male perspective primarily, but my point is that most of the uh, the glue that provides one flesh over the course of decades in a successful marriage comes from not having it all together and having to move through the struggles of life together, whether financial or, or health related or dealing with children together when we're quote unquote not ready. I used to tell my mom, mom, I'm not I'm not ready to get married. And she would say, well, you're really never ready. If you're, if you're thinking about having everything arranged properly and everything perfect before you put this thing on top with a bow, you're never ready. It's the same thing with kids. Hey, mom, I'm not ready to, we're not ready to have kids. Well, you're never ready, <laughs> but, but 
your role now in 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 society and culture and community uh, as as you are able is to uh, have a family. And she was so right about both, both marriage and children. Uh, my mom provided me with a lot of wisdom. I'm not sure I shared Jesus with her many times. I think, I hope that uh, she came to faith. We had some several conversations, but she just had common sense wisdom that, that the earlier I understand that I should provide this cornerstone in my life and build my adult life on my marriage, uh, the more satisfied I would be. The more I live selflessly, the more satisfied I am. See, that's the paradox of living uh, in uh, a community of uh, spiritual and actual satisfaction. These are paradoxes in order to live fully, I must die to myself. And a cornerstone marriage, ready or not, uh, provides a much better framework than my selfish living, building my life so everything's ready and I've had all the experiences so that I can tie a bow of a capstone marriage on top of it. So let's talk uh, from a biblical perspective to our young people about marriage and uh, not hinder them. <laughs> Suffer not the little children to come to a cornerstone possibility for marriage uh, as they move into adulting. So the cornerstone of adulting. So I want to suggest as I close season three that if you uh, are edified, if you are encouraged, if you are challenged, if you're convicted uh, by this content, by the Pinocchio Project, where we examine everyday ideas that promise flourishing through a biblical lens to determine if they can deliver on their promises, if this podcast and this content is helpful to you. Please like, subscribe, and share. We're taking the month of June off, and in July, we'll come back at it afresh and anew with energy to examine ideas, because ideas have consequences. For The Pinocchio Project, this is Mitch Friedman signing off. Thanks so much for being with us on The Pinocchio Project today. If this podcast has value for you, please subscribe or follow Give us a five-star rating and share. If you have an everyday idea you'd like to submit for us to examine, simply email us at pinocchioprojectpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at pinocchiopod, or you can hit the links in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening. And remember, your everyday ideas have significant consequences. <laughs>